This is Family Like a Ghost. This is episode 164. Josephine's more than it. And we continue to um, do our hardware workflow and rediscovering our Make Noise Maths module and our Turia Mini Brute 2S, Moog Mother 32, and DFAM. So the two songs here, Well Faded Wretch and Electric, are both constructed using uh, as um, the percussion, um, the primary percussion source is the Moog, a drummer from another mother. And we also have, uh, the DFAM is in a Arturia 6U um, Eurorack, and we have a Make Noise Mass module, which is a very interesting module that lets you do all kinds of um, modulation where you can do um, logarithmic, logarithmic, <laughs> logarithmic, and um, also exponential. <clears throat> so you can do logarithmic and exponential modulation on two sources and two different triggers coming in and have rising and fall uh, modulation. And you can do a sum and an inverse and kind of portamento and all kinds of time shifting, <clears throat> similar kind of to the morphogene in some ways. So we, what we used um, was also the Mother 32 and Arturia Mini Brew 2S, which are all part of this <clears throat> Arturia 6U Eurorack solution. So the, the 2S actually sits at the bottom of the, the, the Eurorack, and then it's a two-row Eurorack on the 6U and we have a Mother 32 and a DFAM, then a Morphogene, which we didn't use in this particular situation, but we used the mass module. And so we have rhythmic modulation coming from the DFAM and our Arturia Mini Brute 2S, which has a really powerful sequencer, which we've talked about before, that's more powerful than the, um, the Arturia Mini Brute um, 2. The 2S has a very innovative uh, sequencer that allows you to use the modulation matrix um, to assign all kinds of things to the gate and to other sources on the actual Arturia Mini Brute 2S. So we have a kind of um, high rhythmic thing going on on these songs between using the Arturia Mini Brute 2S and the mass module and the DFAM. So the Well Faded Wretch um, also introduces our System 1M, which we are actually controlling through MIDI uh, with an Arturia um, Beatstep Pro. So we're using Synth 1 to actually play the mini, um, the actual um, behavioral modeling synth, analog behavioral mod modeling synth that is the System um, 1M. But it's using in its base configuration. So it's kind of like, you know, four voices of what the um, System 8 can do. It, so system one is kind of the basis of the system eight. System eight takes it further down the road and is not just a mono synth. Though the, the system one M can do four voice polyphony. Um, so it's not a pure mono synth, it's a little more complicated. And it's a two oscillator little beast and it has a, a very interesting sound. It can be used for a lot of effects. So the lead line on well-faded wretch is coming from a system one M. Um, so that's doing the lead 
a synthesizer sound, and you could think that maybe that came from a Moog or an, a full analog synth, but it's actually coming from a roll-on analog behavioral modeling synth, which makes us like we've been kind of going back and forth <clears throat> whether or not we should get as our next poly synth the system eight. We're kind of waiting to see if Roland's going to make um, uh, a new synth in the vein of the system eight before we go and get a system eight. Um, and then also what we're we're looking at also is the Kai Force as like our central control system for all of our all of our instruments. We use all these analog and digital synths, and having the Kai Force would be a cool way of doing a show and organizing all of our sound sources. Um, though we're not sure if that's a full solution, we're going to call into Sweetwater to talk to a tech to see if it would actually do what we want it to do. Because we want it to be able to take in, um, you know, what we do today is we take a lot of our um, sequencing and everything and put it onto WAV files onto our Zoom. So the question is, could we bring those WAV files from the Zoom and do them as, um, as clips? into the, the the actual Akai force. And then also have our modular synthesizer. Uh, if we could take our, our Aturia 6U and have the have the gate, um, CV gate from the um, from the Moogs and, and the Arturia um, and from the make noise modules and actually control them with the Akai. Or control them with MIDI, however we want to do it. We're trying to figure out ways to do it. You see if it could be our central running system it seems like we can maybe could sample some of the stuff we're doing with our mono sense and our analog and digital sense and uh see if we could actually take full songs and projects and bring a lot of our music to it if we had to do a concert we could have a lot of clips from our material already preloaded and set into a set list and then manipulate like a dj maybe you know live have like a grandmother or use um um, and our a Roland Axe Edge, or even our Juno, still use our Juno um, to really play the piano parts that we play. But we're looking into all different things. But nonetheless, um, we're we're using right now um, the Zoom R24 along with all of our sequencers in the Beats that Pro is kind of like running a lot of things because of its three lines of sequencing. So, well-fated wretch is um, Josephine kind of talking about um, um, her f a female lover that she kind of like is kind of is dismissing and saying that you know she's uh, yesterday's news and she's uh, pretty much been used by Josephine and she's throwing her away. So Josephine's being very um, <laughs> nonchalant and very you know, uh, not very sensitive to her former lover's needs and just kind of tr trashing her um, and just leaving her um, in a relationship um, bin of history. And this song kind of goes into that. And it's, it's very uh, industrial, kind of Berlin uh, synth uh, wave inspired. <clears throat> it's using a very industrial beat from the DFAM along with... Um, you know, the lead line coming from the System 1M and then the Moog DFAM is really running this whole thing. But when we get into the song Electric, um, Electric is um, using the Make Noise math module to, to a, a stronger degree. Um, and we're using the VT4 um, vocoder to really um, 
bring Josephine's voice with it, um, using the harmonization, the harmony feature and the pitch um, correcting, which is a lot more significant in the VT4 than the VT3 uh, vocal transformer. And, uh, you know, Josephine in this song is basically saying she is all that. She is um, an alpha kind of <laughs> dominatrix uh, lady of the night. Uh, she's saying she is the electric, you know, she is that, the trick that's going to like totally devour anyone, whether you're a woman or a man. She's just going to be your total vamp. You know, she's just the it girl in terms of GRRL. She's the it GRR girl, <laughs> GRRL girl. Um, and this song has gotten a pretty good reception on Instagram. The video we did for it, we did a video on Instagram in the video section. It can be less than 10 minutes. We've got pretty good amount of hits on it. We've got a lot of people that seem to like it. Um, we, we've got a YouTube video that hasn't had the reception that the Instagram video does. We seem to get more hits on Instagram. It's hard to get the influence on YouTube sometimes. But, um, yeah, this song is, you know, it's the DFAM in action. Uh, we really love the DFAM. We found a lot of cool ways to make multiple sounds come out of DFAM at once with the help of the, the math module, which allows you to do a lot of crazy summing and inverse um, uh, modulation. And so we've been really diving deeper into what the math model can do. Um, on top of that, the morphogene we've been using a lot on a, on a lot of tracks we've been running lately, but not these ones. But um, the math model is phenomenal. We would love to get a full make noise rig. We're always interested in getting a lot of their stuff, um, uh, the Tempe module, and they've got some new modules now. It's like they got this kind of quadraphonic filter, excuse me that they just um, came up with is just amazing. And they have a lot of really interesting stuff that um, is just, uh, you know, all these things that you want to get today. We're kind of torn, like we said, we, we really would like to get a grandmother. Um, we ordered a Siren because we like the idea of the Moog Siren is that it's the first time we've seen uh, analog Moog besides the, like a Voyager <clears throat> that have presets you know, the sub 37s have presets, but you know, most of those are like 1400 to $3,000 instruments. We have never seen presets on things smaller than that. And a Siren is like the first thing at a $600 level that we've seen to have presets. However, you got to use a PC to access them unless you can access them with a MIDI controller, which we're not sure. Um, we're not sure if there's a protocol to be able to get to the presets on a MIDI controller, or do you have to have the PC to do it? So we're looking into that, um, but we do have one on pre-order. We are probably going to go with the Force, even though we really would like to get a System 8. We're kind of holding off on that. Could we probably get a Grandmother before System 8 just because the Grandmother would be kind of heart of our modular synthesis. Uh, it would it would control our DFAM in the Siren, and the, and the Mother 32 would have that being controlled. Right now we're using the Arturia Mini Boot 2S to control it, which... Um, we somewhat control it that way. We, a lot of times we, we override the control and use the Juno to actually trigger it. <clears throat> we could have the, the really good Fatar keyboard on the, on the, on the, on the grandmother. So we're, we're still kind of going back and forth whether or not we should you know, get rid of our Siren order and really get the grandmother instead. But the Siren has some cool things. If you're using like a controller, like the force controller, or using uh, um, any kind of MIDI controller, 
the fact that this thing's got presets and it's got a wider range than the Taurus ever had. And there's only going to be like 2,500 of them. So we're kind of leaning toward the, the exclusivity of this thing. It's kind of like when they put out the mini mode Model D. There's only so many of them that they made. So sometimes you go with what you think is going to be the best deal. But uh, we're big rolling fans. We'd love to get a System 500. Um, System 8, we think, is probably one of the best deals for the money. If you're going to have a polysynth that has analog, you know, like Juno 106, um, it has the, the, the Jupiter 8, it's got ProMars, it's got, you know, so many different classic synths, you know, JPX uh, 8, you know, it's got so many things that you can do. And it's the basic sound engine and the sound design is one of the best sound designs next to like a, a Model D or a Voyager. It has a very clear workflow, knob per function, very interesting sequencer, really cool filters, and they keep on adding all kinds of features. So for the bang for the buck, the um, System 8 is still one of the best polysense out there uh, in terms of its uh, analog modeling behavior. And a lot of people, I see a lot of producers have it. Uh, despite everybody loving profits, which are great machines, but they're very expensive, and their workflow is a little more complicated than the Roland workflow, which is a lot easier to, to understand. Um, it might not have all of the LFO positions that the profits have, but a lot of people could be able to do a lot of things with the structure of the System 8. Uh, and it seems very powerful in that you can bring a Jupiter 8 back to life, and a Juno 106 back to life, and those two instruments, if you're a synthesis, you're going to really be hard-pressed to not want to play those patches or those pads that come from those synths and then be able to modify them in a way that you could never do before. Like on a System 8, you can take a 106 and merge it with a Jupiter 8, which you could never do. Even if you had the original instruments, you can't do that. Um, so that in itself gives you a capability that is um, hard, hard to um, pass up. So the system eight is we're still kind of going back and forth on our synthesis because we do have a, a hardware workflow with our with our Zoom, you know, R twenty four. It's been working pretty good, but we're you know potentially going to be working with a record company um, contracted to one record this year and a bunch of singles, and having a, a um, an Akai Force would give us a step into the modern world of. Um, you know, what the DJs use. And if we could take the capabilities that the D DJ audience uses in the Ableton um, DAWs of the world and then take in the fact that we've had this analog workflow and a lot of the stuff we have. So we take the best of what we do <clears throat> with our Moogs and our and our Rollins and our Make Noise products and our Terrier products, currently what we do, and then make it so it's easier to present in a show, easier to, um, to actually put together when we're working with other people and collaborating so we can have a grid that is similar to what they see uh, when they do their stems and stuff. So it is um, something we're looking into. We're going to do more research with um, a Sweetwater representative and figure out what you can do with this thing and what you can't. I'm very interested in song production not this DJ production and whether or not the solution, I think it's like, I think if I took uh, an Akai force and I did a project, I could bring the stems into my zoom. I probably could record all those stems into my zoom and master and make, make my songs 
So like it could be the source of my stems that I bring into my 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 Zoom. So I could create all these these what their stems are called, I guess, are um, uh, clips. I could have all these clips in a project, run them around, play them, take the outputs of the Akai, bring them into the Zoom, and then record them uh, up to 24 tracks on the Zoom, and that would be my full song. And so I think I could take advantage of my hardware workflow by having the Akai to have the thing. And if I ever wanted to do those songs live in performance, I could just run them from the Akai when I want to actually put them to record and, and actually master them, I could use the Zoom. I think that'd be a cool way of using those machines and uh, bringing some of that sampling capability. Because right now the only sampler we have is a Make Noise Morphogene, which is pretty much manual, no visual you know, cues. That kind of force would give us the ability to take some of the stuff we do on the Morphogene to make it look at it visually and then look, you know, move it around and uh, adjust it. And then use the sampler that's in the in the Kai Force could be used to do a lot of cool things. And the the cool thing is the alternate alternative keyboard or pad method of the Force, put all the touch sensitive, velocity sensitive pads. They're spaced so you can actually play them. Gives you a performance option that we would take advantage as the Ghost because we like to perform live and do it in such a way that. Um, you know, we could be out there in a typical DJ environment and actually be playing live material with this thing that other DJs can't, are not doing with the Pioneer. Um, so I think this would be a cool option for us to go forward, and we're really looking at it with our <laughs> income tax return. As the investment for this year, for in terms of production and performance, we think that Kai Force is really fits into what the um, expansive sound is about. We, we always want to get another polycent or monocent, but we're we're probably still going to be able to get our grandmother this year. And then we'll focus on next year getting a System 8 or whatever Roland comes out with if they replace the System 8. And then also looking at the Profit X. But, you know, we're big Roland fans, and we think an FA08 is still a really good option for what we like to do. Because all of the Integra type of modules, sounds that are in that machine, um, we're big rolling fans, and we think this, the FAOA is a really good option. Uh, we're never big, big Kronos fans. We think we probably could do a lot with the FAOA, uh, given the way we record. Uh, that might be the scent that we look at. Though the System 8 is more of a sound design scent, but we have so many sound design options. We're still looking at whether or not we, uh, we invest in another sound design option or go with like a System 500. So <clears throat> we got a lot of different things we can talk about. But these two songs, as we talked about, the Well-Faded Wretch and Electric, uh, are taking advantage of our current hardware workflow. And Electric, you know, is really, I think, the, the, uh, the best song I've written in a long time. Uh, kind of like Windover Girls back from Synesthesia. It's got a really cool, infectious beat. Though it's very monotonous because that's what the DFAM does. But it it's monotonous, but there's a little bit of a trick in that um, it's not the same sounds that are going on. It's the same beat, but the the Moog DFAM is doing different variations. And because I'm running it through uh, the Make Noise um, mass module, I can get um, a couple variations that are different than what you can just do with um, the actual DFAM itself. So when you hear the variations in the beat, well, not the beat, but more of the sound 
um, come, that's um, making up the beat. It's a lot of it is because I'm going through two different channels on the on the actual math module that allow that to happen. And then there's an actual beginning beat on the whole thing is coming from the Arteria Mini Brew 2S. So, you know, that's all we have to talk about today. Check out The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. Check out, that's an album that's on streaming on all the services. <clears throat> It'll be on Amazon.com as a CD in a couple of weeks. We also have um, our live performance that we did um, on Facebook Live that's out there now on all the streaming services. So we, we have this project, which is out there. We're calling um, Battling on the River of Darkness, Looking for the Light. It's on Spotify. It's on Tidal. It's on Apple. Uh, and also we have Wretched Symphony Number no. 8. So this year we got three albums. Um, our Dark Ghost Volume 1 didn't make it through the funding level. We're going to do Dark Ghost Volume 1 probably on, on Landar because then we can make it the big album that it originally was supposed to be. So we're thinking of going back and doing the original configuration um, back when we were working with Turner Bello, <clears throat> and it was going to be called The Spider Puppets. Now it's just going to be Dark Ghost Volume 1. But it's going to have the original track list that's out on SoundCloud, which is like two and a half hours long. So we're going to be working on that this week, and we're going to put it out through um, through our relationship with Landar, and it will be on all the streaming services. Uh, probably not on YouTube because it might be a little too long for them. But, um, yeah, we're excited about all the projects we're working on. And we do have potentially working on a record company distribution deal where we're doing one record in multiple singles once we do that you'll see a name change uh it won't be an expansive sound it'll be a different record label doing these particular songs going forward this year and we're working on a lot of projects some of these are some of these songs that we're talking about today are some of the songs that might go with that label and so we're working on a brand new record for that label we've got probably two albums worth of material that we're looking at to figure out what songs are going to be for this new label. Talk to you soon.